Good afternoon, podcast viewers and listeners. Welcome to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight Podcast presented by CVG. I'm your host, Sarah Brookbank. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. It was nice to take a brief break from the podcast, but we are back at it with two great guests today. First off, we are joined by Skylar Cervantes of Excelicom. He's joining us to talk about the services that Excelicom provides across the Commonwealth and how they're turning Kentucky into the silicone hauler. On NKY at Work, Nancy Spivey is going to be joined by Alicia Webb Edgington of the Life Learning Center. She is going to highlight how they're helping at-risk citizens step up to their highest potential. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, CVG, our title sponsor, Crew Consulting, our digital sponsor, and our episode sponsor, Haran. Normally, I would highlight an upcoming Chamber event, but today I will once again be joined by Tammy Wilson, our VP of Public Affairs, who is going to be telling us about where we stand, which is coming up just around the corner on December 6th. Now, let's go talk to Tammy, meet our members of the week, hear from our sponsors, and Nancy and I will be right here with your guests. CVG Airport is the lowest fare airport in the tri-state region with 54 non-stop flights and direct international service to seven destinations, including Paris, France, and now home to both DHLs and Amazon's global cargo hubs. The airport is furthering its position as leader in aviation and is deeply committed to being an economic driver for the community. You can learn more and start your next adventure at CVGAirport.com. Ranking on Google Search and Maps is easy to understand, but hard to do. It requires constant effort and attention, uploading new photos, responding to Google reviews, writing weekly posts, and checking suggested updates. Google listing optimization takes experience and time, and there are no shortcuts. C-Crew gives your Google My Business account the steady, consistent attention it needs to be effective, optimizing, updating, and expanding critical content every single week. From local retail stores to large regional networks, C-Crew generates content, establishes benchmarks, and creates dramatic measurable increases in engagement. So what can C-Crew do for your business? More calls, more clicks, more clients. Hi, everyone. I am joined once again by Tammy Wilson, our VP of Public Affairs here at the Chamber, and we are talking about where we stand coming up on December 6th. So, Tammy, take it away. Tell us about where we stand. Well, where we stand is an annual event that the advocacy team holds each year. What we do at where we stand is we roll out our legislative agenda. We give you a preview of what our top priorities are going into the new legislative session. So this year, 2023, uh, we have top Three priorities, but I will say number one, really important. Everyone's talking about it. Workforce, workforce, workforce. Yes, that is such a huge topic at the chamber with our guests. I mean, we started a whole podcast segment specifically about workforce because it's just been so top of mind. But uh, we've got two other very important topics as well. Do you want to touch on those? Uh, we have transportation infrastructure. Uh, everybody's closely uh, watching and awaiting word from our federal government about our two mega bridge grants. Um, we're told that we should be hearing something in the next few weeks. So hopefully by December 6th, we'll have a little bit more information that we can share. We can discuss that project and how that looks going forward. Maybe a little timeline discussion with our, uh, our elected officials that we have serving on our panel that day. Um, and then third is tax reform. And tax reform really, uh, for some folks, they may not understand why, but it's really integral and it feeds right into the workforce uh, issue very, very directly. 
And uh, so we anticipate that there may be some movement again on um, steps to take, make business uh, a little bit more tax friendly code, because really what we're trying to do is to attract more workers into our state and into our region. Right. And that is uh, such an important piece, like I said, that workforce piece, uh, which we can touch on a little bit later. But I want to ask uh, who our panelists are, because we have two really great guests. We do. We're very, very excited. We're particularly excited about uh, being able to host Senator Chris McDaniel. Uh, he is our A&R chair. He did tremendous work in the 2022 General Assembly towards uh, some wonderful projects, workforce related uh, creating more jobs, high-paying jobs in the area, as well as some other things. He made sure that our grant dollars needed for the state matching grant for the Brent Spence Bridge, Companion Bridge, were in there. Uh, we had other elected officials, of course, who had great influence in that. But he was at the table during the consensus committee meetings and uh, made sure that we had the dollars uh, coming our way in order to satisfy those, those tremendous needs. Mm -hmm. So we're thrilled that he's going to be part of that. We can talk a little bit about that. But we'll also have the opportunity to look forward uh, to 2023 and see what work he expects that the legislature will be working on and how that will benefit and impact Northern Kentucky. Yeah. The other person is State Representative Kim Banta. She also has a key, uh, several key committee uh, positions that she serves on, which will play into our discussion on workforce. Uh, that includes uh, economic development, workforce investment, um, uh, tourism, human resources, um, and education. She's got a long history of being involved in education, and education plays a key part in development of our future workforce, but also current, uh, you know, our secondary ed really uh, is integral, and they're making some really instrumental changes towards uh, beefing up our workforce and getting people work ready. Yeah, and two uh, very important guests, very lucky to have them joining us for this event. What can people kind of expect from this event? Well, the exciting part is we do have seven brand new elected officials coming our way that will be join the, joining the Northern Kentucky Caucus. And uh, we will have several of those people there as well. So they can get to meet these people in person, maybe have some brief discussions, and uh, I'll be introducing them. If we know their committee assignments at the time, I'm not quite sure yet if right. we're going to know that. Uh, we'll discuss where they're going to be working, what committees they're going to be working on. Uh, we'll do that towards the front end. There'll be a great deal of networking opportunity at the front end of it. And our venues, really, we're very excited about the venue that we're going to be at, uh, the Boone County Distilling Company located out in Independence. Mm. Uh, it's actually in Boone County. It's right there on that yeah, line. right there on that line. But it's a really great venue. If you've not been in there, this is an opportunity to come and see, check out their product. Mm -hmm. um, you can uh, taste their, I, I'm a fan of their bourbon cream. It's very um, good. I have so a bottle I, at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we keep it especially around the holidays, so yeah. the timing's pretty good. Um, but we'll be able to talk about different things. Uh, of course, tax, I mentioned, being part of our top priorities. Um, Senator McDaniel will have a lot to, he can say about that, being in those intimate conversations uh, with our other leaders uh, across the state to talk about tax measures that we can do to attract people and retain people. That's very important for us to retain our skilled and talented folks here uh, that are already in the Northern Kentucky Metro. Right. And you talked about where the event is. So can you tell us more a little bit about the nuts and bolts? So 
when's the event, how people can register, and more of that, more like tactile information. Absolutely, and I encourage you to register as soon as you can um, so we can best prepare. Uh, but it is at Boone County Distilling, which is located at 10601 Tobin Drive in Independence, Kentucky. Uh, you go back on this little road, there's plenty of parking, so don't be afraid of that. When you kind of full, pull up in front, you're like, okay, where do you park? It's around back, plenty of it. So joining us, join us for that. Uh, to register, very, very easy. Just go to our website. On the top, there is a band of different uh, items that you can click on. Click on Programs and Events. And then you will go to a calendar, select the date, December 6th, um, and that, that, that will take you right to the registration link. Um, it starts at 4 p.m. We're going to allow about 45, 55 minutes of networking, uh, a little bit of a cocktail hour. We'll have some light refreshments, appetizers, and that sort of thing for our attendees to enjoy. Uh, we'll probably begin the program about 10 minutes before 5, mm -hmm. uh, do some announcements and introductions, as I mentioned, of the new elected officials, and then we'll begin our panel discussion. I'll be leading that panel discussion, and uh, we'll be asking some of our members about some of the questions they'd like to uh, be posed to our panelists. So uh, maybe some of you can be looking for emails from me and uh, seeing what you want to talk about. Yeah, that is awesome. It's such a great event to kind of get the face time. Uh, with our elected officials that do such great work in Northern Kentucky and on behalf of us in Frankfurt and nationally. Um, what are you looking forward to personally for this event? I'm really wanting to hear from our elected officials what they want to work on uh, going into next year. Um, they're privy to certain details that, you know, those of us on kind of on the outside aren't. So they may know of some issues and topics that they'll be working on next year that I might not necessarily be aware of. Uh, it's a short session. It's only 30 days. Uh, they should be done towards uh, middle to uh, the end of March of 2023. Uh, traditionally, and what I'm hearing thus far, is that they're going to try to stay true to the original purpose of a short uh, session, and that is just kind of clean up, uh, mm -hmm. tweak some of this legislation that they worked on last year. Um, but we'll see. There's always a surprise. There's always things that come up, especially in the 11th hour, that really give each short session its own little twist. Yeah, that is very true. Um, I am very lucky that in my past when I was a reporter that I did not have to cover state legislature because <laughs> I know uh, something always happens. But good or bad, you know, it's interesting. It's politics. We all know uh, that things can happen. But, Timmy, is there anything else about where we stand or the advocacy that we do at the Chamber that you would like to share with our guests? Um, just know that the advocacy team here is very eager to do an absolute stellar job uh, for our members and for the, the metro region. Uh, we love where we live. Uh, we want to see things go well. We do have good relationships with our elected officials, and we do have some new ones to forge uh, going into new, the new year, and we're working very hard on that to make sure that we have great lines of communication and um, that we're best representing our membership and their needs uh, when it comes to the legislature and um the state laws yeah. and how they operate their business. Well, so. that is such great news. Tammy, thank you for all your hard work in doing this stuff and advocating on behalf of the Chamber and our membership. Uh, you do so much for us, and I love having you on the podcast <laughs> to talk about our events. So uh, everyone, don't forget to register for where we stand on December 6th. An easy way to do that is go to nkychamber.com slash events. And Tammy, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Love talking about events. <laughs> Congratulations to our members of the week. You can learn more about these businesses by following the Northern Kentucky Chamber on social media, where we will highlight one of these businesses each day. Now, let's meet our members of the week. 
Strategic Threat Protection Group was created to provide the best in security solutions to those in Northern Kentucky and Greater Cincinnati. Ohio Valley Goodwill Industries was founded in 1916 and can be best described as an employment agency and job training center for people with disabilities and homeless veterans. Current HR functions like an off-site HR department for your organization, allowing businesses to improve productivity and profitability, focus on their core mission, and grow. Pensive Distilling Company is a micro-distillery located in a historic speakeasy building right in the middle of Newport, Kentucky. Saxon provides comprehensive employee benefits, wealth management, Medicare, and employer-sponsored retirement services to their clients. Hi everyone, I am joined by Skylar Cervantes, who is a strategic fiber consultant for Excelicom. Yes. Skylar, thank you for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks yes. for having me. And Skylar had a drive. So you guys do a lot of your work in Louisville, but you are based across the Commonwealth. Right. Um, and some of our listeners uh, will remember that we've had Excelicom on the podcast before, but give us kind of an overview of your company and what you guys do. Yeah, so we are, uh, we entered into a public-private uh, partnership with the state of Kentucky, um, and more specifically, the Kentucky uh, Communications Network Authority uh, into a long-term agreement to help build, uh, manage, operate uh, the Kentucky Wired Fiber Network, which uh, when we were previously on here, we were at 3,200 miles of 288-strand fiber. Um, we're over 3,600 miles now, all within the Commonwealth, uh, with access points in every single county in Kentucky. Yeah, and that is awesome. That is something that we've talked a lot about with a lot of guests. It's something that across the state is really important when we talk about bringing the state of Kentucky into this new age. Definitely. And so tell us a little bit about that Kentucky Wired project, because I think that that is something that is very cool. Yeah, so that was a project that was commissioned by state legislators uh, back in 2015-2016 timeframe. Um, Kentucky had a huge issue with a uh, lack of digital infrastructure, um, specifically broadband infrastructure. Um, that was at a time where some industries were changing. Um, Kentucky was in need of attracting uh, a lot of jobs for uh, Kentuckians, especially Eastern Kentucky, um, Central Kentucky, that area. And what we found out was uh, we were losing a lot of opportunities to attract new employers to the area because of the lack of infrastructure. So uh, state legislators got together, decided that it was a need for a state to go ahead and sponsor and uh, commission a broadband fiber network um, that would be ran throughout Kentucky. Right, and so you guys play such a big role in that in expanding that fiber network across the state. Uh, for those people who have heard about you guys, is there like a deeper dive that you want to give people with a little more context maybe uh, who have heard your name, kind of know who you are a little bit, what's really the motivation behind what you guys do? Yeah, so our primary goal is to connect um, the most underserved areas in Kentucky. Um, and what we wanted to do really was to create uh, a region here, specifically in this area of the country, um, to where we could attract a lot of the new tech jobs, tech startups, um, and maybe some of these companies that are looking to move their headquarters. Uh, into different areas, um, whether it be tax benefits, whatever it may be. So our vision was to create a network that has access in every single county in Kentucky, so nobody has forgotten. Mm -hmm. um, but we also wanted to take Kentucky from uh, broadband backwater to the Silicon Holler of the United States. 
Um, and at this point with a lot of the uh, expansions that we've done to the network um, and changes in technology. So we were on here before, um, Dave Flessis, our CEO, mentioned that we had a 100 gig backbone, 10 gig drops. Um, we still do 10 gig drops, but uh, in a lot of places in the state, we've actually enhanced that backbone to be a terabit backbone, which is huge. Yeah, that's incredible. That's just, that is the high speed internet that so many people across Absolutely. Kentucky really had no access to for a very long time. Right, right. Um, the residents of Kentucky uh, and, and even businesses, you know, they were kind of stuck in a pattern where they wanted to grow, but they physically couldn't mm -hmm. because they didn't have enough resources to do that. Right. Um, this is just one area where we're able to come in, we're able to help them uh, by making them more competitive on a global scale, um, by providing them much more bandwidth without really increasing their costs. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of that cost too, when they do business with Excelicom, you're doing business for Kentucky and with Kentucky. Um, a, a good portion of our revenue is shared back with the Commonwealth. So there's constant investment in Kentucky. Right, I think that is really important. And I really love that phrase that you used, uh, the silicone hauler. That is something I just think is so fun uh, right. that you guys have really kind of coined that. Yeah, yeah. That mission. So California has Silicon Valley. Um, so Kentucky, I mean, we're known for our haulers. So why not have the silicone hauler right here in our own state? Yeah, I think one of the things that is really interesting. So obviously, you guys do a ton of work um, in other parts of the state, not just Northern Kentucky. Obviously, you guys right. do work in Northern Kentucky. But one of the things that I've always thought, uh, as I grew up in Boone County, so mm -hmm. there are places where, like, you know, where I grew up, where we had access to high-speed internet, but you drive like twenty minutes, right. and other people, you know, uh, out in Rabbit Hash, maybe still had that dial-up. What um, do you guys kind of do in that space of bridging those gaps that are areas that are really, really close to city centers, like uh, Northern Kentucky? but we have these areas that don't have that coverage. Exactly, so because of how expansive our network is, um, we'll provide middle mile access to a lot of the existing uh, residential providers. Pretty much any residential provider, um, whether you're locally owned and only have 300 customers to thousands and thousands of paid subscribers, can reach out to Excelicom uh, to have access to this fiber network to be able to uh, transmit that service to their customers by interconnecting the networks. Um, it's just a matter of reaching out to us uh, and getting us started. We have uh, some of the best service level agreements in the industry um, and we're really proud of what we've done. Yeah, that is really awesome. And you guys don't just do uh, you know, standard internet, you guys are also pretty involved in the community. One of the things that you had mentioned uh, is that when the flooding happened uh, in eastern Kentucky, you guys kind of mobilized. Can you tell our listeners of viewers yeah, about that? Yeah, definitely. So, of course, that was a tragedy that happened out there in eastern Kentucky. Uh, so what we did is we partnered with another Kentucky company, uh, Ragent, uh, to provide Wi-Fi on a grandiose scale in eight of the most impacted counties in eastern Kentucky. Um, where we still, to this day, have those Wi-Fi networks operational, um, completely accessible to the public. Uh, you don't have to go inside of a building. You can reach it from the parking lots. You can reach it from green spaces, uh, wherever it may be. But what we wanted to do is we wanted to make sure that that area could stay connected. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that is very challenging terrain to build something when the utilities are up and running. Mm -hmm. 
um, when you have catastrophic damage and you have to reconstruct a lot of that infrastructure, um, that makes it even harder. Right. You know, so uh, what Accelicom and Ragent did uh, was designed to really just help those areas um, by providing them this Wi-Fi service. Uh, so that way they could connect and whether they still had to be at work, a lot of people working from home, mm-hmm. um, or if they just need to reach out to family and let them know like, Hey, we're okay. That's what we wanted to do. Yeah. And that is really incredible that you guys were able to make that happen and are still making that happen. Obviously a lot of those areas are still affected. So when you think about Kentucky as a whole, uh, think a little bit more about Northern Kentucky. What are you guys doing up here? Yeah. So right now we're concentrating on expanding our fiber footprint. So the fiber backbones in the area, uh, fiber laterals, one of our primary internet drains actually comes up in through Cincinnati. So how we do that is we um, work to connect the local businesses to our dedicated fiber products um, that right now, you know, a lot of the national providers and national competitors that we have are offering those services. Um, But what we do is we can come in, um, we can offer more bandwidth. Uh, at a much better rate than what they're paying now um, with the same type of service guarantees that they're used to, same type of performance. Uh, And whenever we do that, we actually expand that network to that building. Mm -hmm. And now not only them, but we lay enough fiber strain to where that business and everything along the way now has access. Yeah, that's really awesome to just continue to build that infrastructure, give people really high-speed internet regardless of where they are. One of the other things I want to ask is, so when people are listening to you talk, learning more about your company, what type of people, businesses do you guys serve? Yeah, so any type of business where that internet component is mission critical, meaning that the internet goes down, you can't function. Um, Those are really the types of uh, customers that we're here to serve right now. at least as far as connecting them to the last mile of the network. Um, and as I said earlier, any of these localities and, um, you know, internet service providers to residential that are in existence right now can also connect to this network. Um, so that way they'll have a much bigger pipe that they can use to disperse service um, to their customers. Um, yeah. I mean, that covers a lot of businesses. Yeah. <laughs> so many businesses nowadays are internet critical. I know when the internet goes down at my business, right. and I'm just like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to do anything for like the next 30 minutes while we reboot our router. <laughs> right, right. Because so when I say that, the internet that we provide to, to our customers um, is guaranteed. So, you know, you've got guaranteed uptime. Um, if there is an issue, uh, the way that we built our technology, we can actually monitor your connection. Um, so nine times out of 10, if we find something that we don't like, we'll be the ones reaching out to the customer saying, Hey, we're sending somebody out to you. We need to check this out before it becomes a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but say you've got something catastrophic that ha- catastrophic that happens. Um, you, the second that an issue is reported, you know, we have a local team that we dispatch out. And so, um, one of the the aspects of like those service level objectives that a lot of these national carriers uh, go by is the MTTR or median time to repair, um, which are just four hours, the same as the biggest providers out there. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I know that uh, most companies would under four hours, but four hours is good when you're thinking catastrophic events. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, And because of how much, 
fiber we laid. I mean, if you think, you know, look at how big Kentucky is. And when we're talking about 3,600 miles of a pipe with 288 strands of fiber in it. Yeah. That runs throughout every county. We've designed this network to where it will take multiple, it, it would take multiple simultaneous fiber cuts in certain, in, in multiple areas of this Commonwealth um, for our service to be down. Yeah. Um, and, and we wanted to do that because we, we've been able to study and see different events that have happened over time. Um, and, and we wanted to learn from that. Yeah. And make sure that our Kentucky businesses are covered with the very best technologies possible. Yeah. And kind of future proofing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the best thing about fiber um, is it, it's the speed of light. You know, so uh, as far as your only limitations is, you know, how strong you emit that light signal. Yeah. So the Internet, it is much more complicated than I <laughs> think. And every time I talk to someone that works in that industry, I'm always blown away by just like the leaps and bounds of how far we've come in just such a short period of time. Definitely. And how cool it is that we continue to innovate. Uh, especially across the state and uh, our communities that are a little underserved. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, it's funny you say that because it takes me back to when I started in this industry um, and I first learned about the different types of fiber internet um, where it was one of those moments where it's like, what the heck, there's more than one type. Um, it's something I learned right now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's never surprising to me um, when we have these conversations. Yeah. Well, Skylar, thank you so much for making the drive up here today. Absolutely. Uh, before you. I let you go, is there anything else that you want to share about Excelicom to say to our viewers and listeners today? Yeah, definitely. So just keep in mind, Excelicom has worked with the Commonwealth to build this network um, for Kentucky by Kentuckians. Uh, we're headquartered in Kentucky. We've got that revenue share model with the Commonwealth to make sure that there's constant investment uh, in future technology. Um, and really, we can make a lot of uh, business owners and, and more so, you know, your IT management teams. Life's a lot easier by putting every location that you have throughout the Commonwealth on one bill, one provider. Um, all you've got to do is reach out to us. Uh, you know, worst thing that can happen is we tell you that you have the best solution in place right now. Um, but all you got to do is reach out to us at Excelicom.net. We're on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, uh, just at Excelicom. Um, and then uh, you can reach out to us by phone, too. Uh, and all that information is on our website. Yeah. Well, Skylar, thank you so much once again for coming up yes, and talking with us about your company. I hope that uh, we have some people reach out to you about the great work you guys are doing. Absolutely. Thank you. Hi, I'm Nancy Spivey, Vice President of Talent Strategies for the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. And on today's NKY at Work podcast, uh, we are joined today with Alicia Webb-Edgington. She's the President and CEO of Life Learning Center. Very happy to see you again, Alicia. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. No problem. So tell us about Life Learning Center. Life Learning Center is a nonprofit located in Covington, Kentucky. And we are a holistic approach of education and care to serve individuals that are at risk in the community to help them be the best version of themselves they can be. Oh, sounds like a great mission. Thank you. So help me understand from the employer side, um, you know, the population I understand, they're the most vulnerable in our community. Uh, what are they dealing with? I know for us, mm -hmm. obviously, we're dealing with a lot of 
um, uncertainty in the economy, but also on the workforce side, which is the area I deal with, trying to find hot talent, good talent, available, dependable, help us understand how we can work together. Certainly. So first and foremost, let me describe uh, not everyone that comes to Life Learning Center suffers substance use disorder or a criminal conviction, but uh, our population shows 99% of the people we are currently serving do suffer an addiction. 84% have a felony. Okay. But we have worked collaboratively, collaboratively here in Northern Kentucky to really promote transformational employment. I do not like the terminology second chance. Um, many of us, all of us needed more than two chances. So uh, in as much working together with the chamber and the Workforce Investment Board, we have over 260 employer partners that are felony friendly. And so we basically teach essential skills for individuals to learn how to be a very good employee and how to live life in a sober environment and be the best version of themselves they can be. That's great. So if I'm an employer and I want to tap that market, how do I go about doing that? What are the ways to get involved? Absolutely. So we're always, every month we start a new cohort and those cohorts overlap. So we're also doing mock interviews and we are hiring a job placement director and employment relations. So that individual, uh, this is the first time that we've had this position at Life Learning Center and we're very excited about it. We're in the search right now. That individual will be wholly focused on our employer partners. Oh man, that is a wonderful opportunity again for the employers to reach out to the job developer. That's exactly. Right? Exactly. That person. And then um, for the employers, are they available to help with the mock interviews? Absolutely. So we are always looking for individuals that will serve our population and would hire our population to participate in our mock interviews. And so uh, it's much like a round robin. The individuals will sit down for a period of time, sort of like speed dating, and they'll sit and answer the tough questions. A lot of times our employer partners that come for mock interviews, they are actually there hiring and many of our folks will get a job during mock interviews. So it's a it's an exciting night. Um, our individuals are dressed, ready, prepared for job interviews. It's it's um, it's such a a change in their countenance. Individuals that get an opportunity to get dressed up and get in their business attire and participate in an, an interview um, in a career choice, not just a job. I think that's so sure. important, Nancy, that um, we really do a series of testing at Life Learning Center for people to find their interest. Mm -hmm. And we look at that driven by the five sector-specific areas that the Chamber and Triad and Workforce Investment Board can identify. Mm -hmm. And then we move these folks on a trajectory of a career versus just getting a job. Okay. And then if I'm an employer and I hire an individual from Life Learning Center, what extra tools should I have in my toolkit to make sure it's a successful partner? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because we're getting ready to help more on that okay. particular front. So I serve on the Workforce Investment Board and we have collaborated with the Workforce Investment Board to create some on-site support for our employer partners. So uh, in 2023, we will be placing individuals, job coaches at no cost 
to our employer partners on site to help the individual that we placed. Plus, we want to also be in support for the individuals that may be struggling, that have never gone through Life Learning Center, but perhaps maybe they could um, profit from having gone through that essential skills training. So we want it to be a bilateral approach, uh, and, and we're unveiling that in 23. So that's uh, phenomenal, great tools for us as the employer community. I think it's something that is much needed. And from what I hear from national models, it seems to be the way to go is to have that support on the ground. Person has issues. We all have issues that's every right. day. That's right. We go into work, we have issues, and to have some support to help us through those. We just need to continue to build what we call in the field recovery capital, allowing individuals to go to work, um, you know, earn a living wage, and then continue to do barrier removal on site at their job placement. Great. So any questions that anyone has, is there a phone number to call? Or? Absolutely. Uh, 859-431-0100, that's Life Learning Center. Okay. And also please go to our website, lifelearningcenter.us. And um, again, we would welcome employer partners, uh, individuals. We're always looking for volunteers. We are small staff. And uh, so we have opportunities for lots of volunteering. But please just come down and kick the tires. See what we do at Life Learning Center. We'd love to have them. And I love the term transformational. We're making a it's, difference. It's, it's great. Exactly. We, we have to continue to transform individuals uh, and, and let them go through this metamorphosis um, Sam Kelnis said in his book, The Least of Us, uh, Kenton County is the Silicon Valley for recovery. Uh, and I think that speaks volumes about who we are. So I understand you received some funding to support the work, uh, the workforce work and the work in the job space. Tell me more about that. Absolutely. So the city of Covington, we want to applaud them. Uh, they gave Life Learning Center some ARPA funding, $200,000. We are uh, going to put four people to work, two peer support specialists, and two employment specialists. These individuals will work with our job placement director okay. uh, to create an on-site job, on job coach uh, at employer partners and to work uh, diligently to create a bilateral opportunity for individuals that we place at these different companies to continue to do barrier removal. And then, of course, we will ask the HR directors at these particular locations if they have individuals that would benefit from the essential skills that Life Learning Center has. And we think that by doing this, we will create a program that allows us to stop the turn and burn. That's wonderful. So it's an actual on the ground, somebody there kind of navigating exactly. the population of people that are having the barriers, trying to remove the barriers to ensure successful employment. Exactly. And this will be at no cost to the employer partners. We want to um, show proof of concept that this works. We're going to keep significant amount of data on this. Um, this will be a one-year program that we need to see what our return on investment is on this. Uh, and we believe that once we look at the numbers and the data, it will prove to be very effective. So driving the data home, driving the numbers home exactly. to show proof that this works. So exactly. I applaud so, the effort. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So we'll you know, be able to report back and, and, um, and working again in collaboration with the Workforce Investment Board 
to uh, to look at the data and and see exactly where we are, um, you know, to see if we're moving the needle at all. I, I think that's critical for us to make good, sound decisions in this arena. Of course. So the 230, right, partners, yes. employer partners will have an opportunity. It'll be kind of a selective process right. to get that engagement, involvement um, happening. But certainly 2023 looks to be a bright year ahead. I, I could not possibly agree more. You know, one of the things that we as a community to continue to drive more participation in the workforce is looking at the marginalized that have not been in the workforce and what do we need to do to get them back in the workforce. Um, so I'm very passionate about that and this is one of the things we're going to try. Great. Thank you so much again, Alicia, for coming in and great information. I hope people will uh, give you a call and get involved in this great work. Thanks. We're very excited for the opportunity. Thanks. Hi, I'm Shannon Schumacher, Account Executive, Kentucky Market Leader. At Haran, we champion bold innovation to help employers and individuals thrive. As an industry thought leader, we explore new horizons in healthcare, benefits, employee engagement, and wellness. We work harder to deliver all the strategic benefits, planning, and execution you expect from a true partner. And we do it with laser focus on your short and long-term outcomes to help manage your benefits while improving your employee experience. Hi, everyone. Thank you again so much for joining the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed listening to our guests from Excelicom and the Life Learning Center. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. And once again, I am really hopeful that you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving and are looking forward to the rest of the holiday season and ending a very crazy year. Thank you again to our podcast sponsors, CBG, Crew Consulting, and Haran. Finally, if you are a member who would like to be featured on the podcast, or if you're interested in becoming a member of the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, please reach out to Lynn Ablin. If you're interested in sharing your workforce strategies and resources on NKY at Work, please reach out to Nancy Spivey. You can find both of their contact information on the screen in front of you or at our staff directory at nkychamber.com. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you next week.